Welcome to another episode of The Tribe Talks, your weekly dose of time with my dope, amazing, phenomenal, lit-ass tribe. I'm your host, Alma B, a.k.a. Queen Mother of the Tribe. And as I do every week, I'm bringing you all the tribe talent. This week's tribe talent goes to Aaron Abernathy, or as we like to call him, who know him well, Ab. Uh, he is a pianist and soul singer and multi-talented entertainer. Ab is originally from Cleveland, Ohio, and has been singing and creating absolutely amazing music for years. Uh, his first critically acclaimed solo album titled Monologue came out in fall of 2016 and was followed by Dialogue, an album he composed, produced, and arranged and is amazing y'all this album is not only beautiful but lays bare abs vulnerabilities as a black man in america in this day and age go and check out his music on itunes apple music and spotify visit his website at aaronabernathy.com and also make sure to follow him on ig at aaron underscore abernathy we are here another week another day on god's amazing green earth uh, to talk about uh, the dichotomy of universities in America. So we have uh, two types of universities. We have the HBCU. And for those who do not know, that is the historically black college or university. And everything else that is not an HBCU is considered a PWI, which is a primarily white institute. And so today I've got two members of my tribe who are going to be coming to talk to you guys about their experience at their respective schools and at, about their respective uh, designation of their schools. First, I would like to introduce Jessica Akpan. Uh, Jessica is an aspiring director and filmmaker. She obtained dual degrees from Loyola Marymount University PWI. She's made her way into the film, tech, and now advertising industry, and she's the lover of family, food, basketball, and has the most amazingly bright spirit. So I have got to big her up with that. She makes me smile every day. We actually uh, both work in the same building uh, with uh, two uh, two agencies. So Jessica, welcome. Thank you. And then I have uh, my brother over here. Andre, uh, a.k.a. Scooter Williams, <laughs> from Flint, Michigan, and who now lives in Los Angeles. How long have you been here? Like, nine years. Oh, yeah, well, nine years. well, shit, you, you from L.A. Yeah, I'm from right. L.A. <laughs> okay. Um, so he actually got his bachelor's degree in audio, TV, and film from Howard University, the HBCU. Uh, and he's currently the director of SEO at a digital marketing firm in L.A. Um, and we actually met f uh, through my husband many, almost. Yeah, like almost. It was like 2006? Yes. Dang, son. It was during definitely like Obama was president. He was not president. <laughs> he was not. Shut up. Shut up. Good day. Good day. But yes, I've known Andre for a very long time. And y'all y'all will hear me go back and forth between what we call him, which is Scooter and um, uh, and Andre. So, you know, Andre is for when he's acting up and then I'll <laughs> get into his ass. Okay. Um, right. So uh, before we even go into the whole HBCU PWI thing, what I want to know from you guys is what your perception or expectation of what was your expectation of college life? Well, what did you think it was going to be? What did you expect? What did you dream? What did you hope for um, when you decided to step onto the, the college path? You want to go first? You... Um, I could. Uh, the first thing that I was expecting was freedom. All I can imagine was <laughs> I'm going to be on my own schedule at right. my own time. Right. Get right. to do exactly what I want to do. Mm -hmm. um, mostly just going to class, coming back, having fun with friends. Um, I just imagine it as this like fairy tale world where everything is right. You're just with your living with your best <laughs> friends. Um, I was a little wrong, <laughs> but that was my initial perception or okay. expectation. Okay. All right. For me, it was like, I'm from Flint, Michigan. So I was trying to get, go anywhere, just get out the city. Cause how poor it is, how violent it is, how negative it is. I just wanted to get out. So, um, I didn't, I never really fit into Flint, Michigan because like, I'm a nerd. Like, I like anime. 
I'm into nerdy things and like blurred. Being in that culture, you kind of get not teased, but you just you can't find people with the same with the same energy and the right. same like things you're into. Right. But I still have my like my hood side where I was into those things too. But that ain't that's, that's a part of me, not just completely me. So right. Getting when I got to Howard, it was cool to meet with your husband, people that the same like minds, and that was just a real cool experience for me. So. For me, I just wanted to get out of Michigan and learn and explore. So Howard really like helped me out with that, okay. for sure. So was it something where y'all were pushed to go to college? Like, did your parents push you to go? Or was it more of a, I got to get the fuck out? I would say both. Both, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, it was both. My parents all, you know, I'm Nigerian. My parents encouraged me to go to Strongly, school. But like also, <laughs> you know, sometimes you're going through things at home and you want to use that as your ticket out. I'm like, if I could just make it out, right. I could just set a new life for myself. Right, right. Yeah, it was both for me. Um, but she's, you know, she's instilled that in me as a kid. Like, you're going to college when I was a little kid. So that was always just a plan. It was never even like a another option it was like you're going to college right and then i played football so i had two scholarship offers so oh, it was kind of like okay you know this this is there's a path, there's a path a way for so, you yeah um i think my experience with college um definitely the same thing gunning parents you're going to right. college that's <laughs> not even a question exactly. um but my my thought process of what it was was based off of a different world. Like I thought that oh, I thought that no. college was yeah, gonna be yeah, like yeah. a different world. Like yeah. you gonna go in there and you know meet dope people and you know go through these experiences that are so cookie cutter scripted, um, and not realizing that that we only saw the the glossy side right. of. It. I mean, even though there were problems going on in these episodes, like we didn't really see like the people getting pregnant and having to drop out of school right. or like, you know, people getting addicted to stuff right. or, you know, the pressures of stuff. We had people who ended up killing themselves, you know, like at your school? Yeah. Wow. So, oh, I went to Temple. So for everybody that is questioning, do you motherfucker? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's where I went. Um, and so um, my perception of it was that it was going to be all, you know, fun times and shit and not realizing that, oh, you know, you actually have to do work. You know, yeah, you get all this freedom, but you are also free to fail um, <laughs> if you do not do what you're exactly. supposed to do uh, to get where you need to get. Um, Wait, was suicide like prevalent at, at your school? I mean, not necessarily. I think, I mean, I was there for four years. So there were two people that killed themselves in, what, in the four years that I was there. Um, I, Asian. Um, not and, the same number as my at my school yeah. as well. They were both white. Oh, that's, that'll be another episode we talk about. Um, just the, the pressure that is put on to yeah, students, um, period, you know, just in life, you're, you're made to believe that you have to do a certain thing. And if you don't, then like you have failed at life. life. So, um, that that's fucked up and that's crazy. Um, and both of them actually were in the engineering school too. So I figured that, I was going to guess engineering or medical. Or yeah. I was going to guess one of those. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's, that's tough, but I don't want to bring the episode down. Um, <laughs> so, <possible>. right. <laughs> so, um, now that we know, um, Jess, you went to Loyola, uh, Scooter, you went to Howard. Hey, I you? went to Temple. Um, what I want to know is why did you choose the school that you chose? Me first. <laughs> um, okay, so my background on that, I was high school valedictorian, so hey. I had all these options. It was between uh, USC, LMU, um, and YU. Um, a lot of the uh, programs that I was focused on was film. That's mm. my, that was my initial um, major before I added political science. And after going to the campus. LMU just felt like home. Obviously, bougie, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just looked um, amazing, and it's it appeared to have such a great vibe. Everybody was overall positive under right. the California sun. Right. I'm like, this is a little bit different than what I'm used to. Right. So that was kind of like what guided me to choose that as my university. Okay. All right. Scooter? Um, for me, my uncle influenced me a lot because he went to Howard. Oh, okay. So I, when I, I used to visit him when I was in like middle school and high school. And that's when, the, like, the love started with Howard. Um, and then they offered me a scholarship, so I was like... Bet. 
Let's do. It. I didn't even really apply to many <laughs> no schools. Central Michigan wanted me to come play football for them, but I was like, I don't want to be in Michigan anymore. Like, right. I want to go see the world. Out. And then mm-hmm. once I started seeing other cities, it's like Michigan is just like it's an industrial like General Motors. It's just like a blue collar town. So mm-hmm. going to the East Coast, seeing like living in a city with like professional teams, a train, like I was like, like I was just in shock, like <laughs> culture shock. So that was the reason I chose. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Makes sense. Um. I think for me, my sister went to Swarthmore, which is in Pennsylvania. And when she graduated, she ended up living in Philly. And so I would go to visit her in Philly. And I remember her best friend went to Temple briefly, or she, she, um, took me to the campus. And I remember walking around and being like, this is pretty neat. Like college. Okay, cool. So, um, it was funny because I had actually applied to a bunch of schools, um, some close enough to home, but not, you know, yeah, not, not too, too close, right, but right. not because I was not applying to University of Maryland because that shit was like literally 15 minutes from my house. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that wasn't happening. Um, so I went I applied to schools in New York um, and Miami. Um, I went, you know, Temple. Um, and I remember my mom being like, you are not going to Miami. Like, and I was like, but why? Why not? I want to go. Cause she knew, she knew her daughter. Oh, my ass would have been at the beach doing all wrong things and not actually going to school to go to school. Right. So thank you, mom, um, for not letting me go. Uh, my dad was just kind of like, you know, you go where you go. So (laughs) where is giving you more money? Okay. All right. That's where we're going. So, so that, that basically, that was uh, actually a thing for me. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Now that I think about where's, where's the <laughs> money coming? Yo, school is fucking expensive. So like expensive. it is ridiculous how much. And I can't even think about when like my kids go to school. How much oh school is gonna cost? Like an airplane, <sighs> a small island, you be the like a whole private. Day. Exactly. Shoot. As soon as I found out I was pregnant, we were we we're like, oh, okay, let's start with the with the the college fund. Right. Let's already like just start yeah, it right exactly. now yeah, while yeah. they're in the womb. Yeah. Go ahead and start with the college fund because so build up. Because I refuse. One thing I said, and I feel like it's like a blood oath to myself wow. and to my children. <laughs> what did you say? I will not let them have a relationship with it. Navient, a.k.a. Sally, Sally May, a.k.a. the devil. devil. Like, I will Such not, you will not owe money to anybody right. for your education. So whatever I got to do to make that happen is happening. So, so there's a devil. Somebody so, need to turn that thing down. All the way down. Look, if if we got all these hackers in yeah, this world, please. y'all y'all don't want to go ahead and hack turn up the net. Turn the fuck down. Police. Anyway, all right. So, um, understanding why y'all made the decisions that you made to go to the universities that you um you chose. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanna I wanna really just kind of hear what your highest memory point is of your collegiate experience at your respective HBCU versus uh, PWI and what your lowest point memory or like your most my you mean like an accomplishment or just an experience just an experience like meeting Harry Belafonte in in the school of C was like oh wow like I was just like like this dude is a legend like and I got to meet him after Miles class like went straight there um he was giving a a little um speech about just um, acting and uh, it was about taking power, control your message as a black individual. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to meet that dude, it was just like, it was like a dream. So that was one of my highest points at uh, at Howard University. My lowest point was when I thought I had a girl pregnant. <gasps> what? Like freshman year, like. <laughs> I was like, I went, I've been so good. I was like, I was like, how? I was like, I, I use protection. I don't understand. Like, oh my God. so I don't want to go into the details because this is like, I don't want to get too rated R. But basically, like, I mean, you talking about the tribe? Okay, you do what you right, gotta so do. I was dating a girl. I ain't gonna say her name. Um, we'll call her Sarah. Uh, okay. <laughs> of the plainest name, and we were cool. We were kicking it. I was in a relationship with my girlfriend in high school for like four years. So I, that just had ended. So I was kind of like, I don't really want to mm-hmm. be in a relationship right now. And then the girl was a virgin, so I was like, I really don't want to do this. So we just, like, kicked it like friends. Like, we just studied together, just basic. And then, like, she kept, you know, pushing on me. And, like, you want my willpower at a certain point. I was like, all right. Like, so it goes down. It goes down. And then, like, after it goes down, 
she got real weird. And I felt like I was the, ch the woman. Like, I was calling her, like, where you at? Like, she wouldn't, like, call me no more. And I was like, what's wrong? She was like, nothing. And I'm like, of course, but like, the attitude, nothing. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, what's up? Like, what I do? Like, tell me something. It was nothing. It was just like, dad, she was just real short with me in text, real short with me on the phone. Like, we barely hung out. And then and one day she called me and she was like, I'm late. And I literally said, you late for class? <laughs> like, I wasn't thinking about. Right. right. She was like, nah, I'm late, bro. And I was like, I was like, but I had to, I didn't, I didn't decide. I was like, I was like, for real? And I was like. <laughs> yo. <laughs> yo, that day, I remember Serrano, I remember Ab, everybody having a water fight. It was literally like a rain cloud just following me. Oh, when I was in class, it was like Charlie Brown. I didn't hear nothing. I just heard womp womp. I was just in class like, because she said, I'm going to go to the OBGYN. And I said, I'll go with you. She was like, no, nah, I'm going to go by myself. And that day, I couldn't even like concentrate. And I was just like, my mama's about to come up here and Thank whoop my you. ass in front of all my friends. And I'm not even playing, like dead ass. I was like, <laughs> she about to beat my ass. So I, she said, I'm gonna call you after class. So I go to my dorm and I'm sitting on my bed just waiting. And she called me and she was like, I'm not pregnant. And I was like, yes. <laughs> that dipped to the side, praise Jesus. And it was like, Something with her cervix cells, whatever, throw off her pH and whatever, whatever. Does it matter? Her pH? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something and then like, and it was all good. So that's my, that was a low, like, I thought it was over. I was like, and I just ruined my college oh career my freshman year. Oh no. I thought, it was, I thought it was a wrap. That was a scary day. Yo. Like, so that was, that was, yeah, after that you were like, I'm flying straight and narrow. Like straight up, like not date after that. I was like scared to date for a long time. Like I had shock. I was shocked. Man, so those that that the first of all the very huge yeah. gap between like meeting her about the Harry Belfonte right. to then finding out that you could potentially be a father your freshman At year at seventeen years old I was not ready seventeen oh yeah my birthday late so I was, yeah my birthday was late so. oh man so okay so uh, clearly the the positive experience came from the fact that you were at a university that allowed yeah. this to happen and to kind of have the experience where you are boosting up and talking about your blackness and and defining yourself as a black individual yep. in this world um so that's that's dope um and though the low point is <laughs> I mean, it happens Nigga, to that, students. That, that, that happened, that happens in, to students. That in students in HBCUs and PWIs. I can't oh. tell you how many times. Like, shoot, our freshman year, I remember girls being like, well, and not being back the next semester. Oh, it's over. Hey, go home. First semester freshman year. Wow. wow. Where does so-and-so go? Oh, she moved back home. What the hell happened? Yeah. So, yeah. remember when she was mm. messing with? Mm. Like, bruh. I can't even imagine going home and telling my African mother where I was my African shaking, parents like, that that oh I got pregnant. Yeah, no, let me just fly back to Nigeria at that right. point. <laughs> like Bye that's not even a thing. <laughs> straight to Nigeria. I would call them from Nigeria, like, oh baby, what are you doing there? Um so right. Please. Exactly. So asking you, mm -hmm. Jessica, what your experiences were at a PWI, mm -hmm. um, what your high points were, what your lower points were. Okay, I have two high points, if that's all right. Oh, yeah, and then please. my lower point. Mm -hmm. So similar to meeting somebody amazing, my high point was meeting Quincy Jones. Oh, wow. Cool. Unexpectedly. Okay. So basically, I was having a day, I was like, whatever. So I never leave, I'm, I'm one of the ones that like, I never leave class like early mm -hmm. or like just like sneak out. But at that time, I was like, you know, let me just dip out. And then I kind of went a different way than I usually go to go through the film school on out to where my dorms were. And then I see this guy rolling, like somebody rolling this guy in, in a wheelchair. And I was like, is that Quincy Jones? So then I obviously, you know, there's security and like they're having um, to clear a way for him. So I'm just like standing by the wall, just like minding my own business. And then he points at me and I'm like looking all behind like, who, <laughs> who are you pointing at me? So he was like, yeah. And then he like gestured me to come here. So then he um, kind of like took my hand. Can I like yeah. use an example? He held me like this. Uh -huh. And like we were just having a so full like conversation. Wow, like yeah, for, yeah, so he held me by the forearms and we were just having a full conversation. So he asked like, where are you from? Like, is it Cameroon? I'm like, no, Nigeria, but that's very close by. Mm -hmm. And then he, we just had this, 
full conversation. We talked about Maya Angelou. We talked about like what we want to do in life. I told him I'm here for film. I want to be a director. I want to be a producer. He's like, are you into music? I'm like, yeah. I love music as well. I would love to produce it. He's like, yeah, I can see you doing that as well. And like just having this full conversation. Meanwhile, like the security people are trying to like, hey, you know, we need to get you to your station right. for uh, to set you up because he, we have something called the Hollywood Masters at Loyola Marymount University where they will bring mm-hmm. um, people to like talk about their experiences in film or mm-hmm. music. Oh, kind of like, so similar to the fact that you had Harry Bell. Exactly. Okay, yeah. all right, okay, cool. okay, so then very similar to that, we have Clint Eastwood, oh, uh, John Singleton has come, all these different wow. people have come, mm-hmm. um, but on that particular day, and I was like, Lord, thank you that I was in the right place the at the right, right time. Yeah. I never leave class early, and obviously, it's Quincy Jones, so it right. was so crowded, you couldn't even get in, like, if I had gone the other way, I wouldn't have been able to even get up because there was so many people. Right. So for me to meet him, and like have this full conversation. God, I felt like I met God. Yes. So like, <laughs> I, I, I called my parents, I was like, Daddy, Mommy, guess who I just met? They're like, who? Like, guess, just guess. Like, if you don't just tell me who you met, I'm like, I met Quincy Johnson. They're like, really? So it was just, you know, it was majestic. I, yeah, so words, yeah. so words can't. Y'all, y'all can't see her, but Jessica is beautiful, <laughs> oh and she's got such a, a amazing energy. Do you think? I mean, obviously, you are a gorgeous young lady. Do you think that it was because of the fact that in this place of all white faces, he saw you? I don't know, because I wasn't feeling fine that day. It was a long day. <laughs> <laughs> so the hand, so the hand, she was like, I wasn't doing really well. But you never know because that's that's a valid point. You're coming to this predominantly white university and then you see another like young, bright African-American student. So mm-hmm. that could be that too. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know what it was. I'm not sure I even care what it yeah. was. I'm just so thankful <laughs> to have got that opportunity to meet like a mogul. Like I love Michael Jackson. This man has worked with countless artists Everybody that, in the world, right? you know, that yes. we love and we respect. Yeah. So I'm waiting for the day where I get to like make a film <laughs> with Quincy Jones. So <laughs> oh we'll see. Gosh. And then the other um, high note was um, in my film school, I had served so much, helped so many other people. Um, so they chose me to receive um, kind of like the, the Department of Film School Award. Oh, wow. And it was only went out to one student. Oh, and, I, and I didn't know that I was going to get it at mm-hmm. first. So they called me, they're like, oh, Jessica, um, when I always get a call from this certain person, I'm thinking, oh, they want me to give a tour because they always ask me something from you. Let's just be honest. <laughs> to be uh, to be the token or just because you are um, usually, amazing? Uh, you are okay, amazing. okay, let me use, yeah. <laughs> so like they would always ask me to give a tour because everybody loved getting a tour. So whether it's a board of regents or like some rich student, like mm. with a wealthy parent that they want to come to our school, mm. they're like, Jessica, can you give this tour? type of thing, but they were kind of setting me up uh, to receive that award. So they're like, oh, be here at this time. Went there, um, got the award, and I don't know, that just felt so honored because if you look at the past people that got the award, mm-hmm. all white. White. Wow. Yeah, that's dope. White. Wow. That's dope. White. That's dope. White, and then wow. mostly male. Wow. So that's like what made me feel honored. Uh, I know I'm a long-winded <laughs> a little bit. Girl, um, But then to cut to the lowest point was like during my freshman year, because it was a predominantly white school, mm-hmm. I kind of stuck with the black community. Um, but then my roommate. How much of a black community does. I mean, it was like 6%. Have? Yours 13%, right? Yeah, Temple was thirteen. Yeah, ours was like six percent. So like you know, it's easy to. How find much was Howard's? Y'all did also have Rachel Dolls also. We had we mm-hmm. had like one white dude on the football team that was white. Kicker. Yeah. Yeah, this is kicker, of course. <laughs> so stereotypical, but you're so accurate. <laughs> so Steven, our my beloved brother and sound engineer, also went to Howard. Oh, so yeah. y- y'all are over here chit-chatting and uh, reminiscing on... Uh, yeah, eight true days. I got eight. I got one more low point, but... Wait, hold on a second. Did you finish your... Yeah, no. no. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Fine. No, 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 no it's fine. I was like, oh, I want to hear... No, 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 no. Um, no, no finish but finish like, yours. long story short, you know, when you go there, you're like, oh, I want to find... Well, what happened was <laughs> um, I went there uh, for orientation and we had an overnight stay and I stayed with some girl and I was like, who is this random, crazy, like weird person? So I like, no, is she I she white, black? White. I, um, yeah. Okay. I, mm, no. Yeah. No words could explain. So I thought 
that I should choose my own roommate and maybe somebody that looked like me so like I don't have to ever deal with what I went through oh, staying Lord. that one night. Um, so I what did you deal with that one yeah, night? Like, I want to like, know. Yeah, like, give us some details. Really weird. I, I don't even know if I can even explain it. Like, Madam, try. You know, imagine <laughs> like you're just coming and minding your own business. Mm-hmm. Um, they're already super messy, but then like they're just staring at yeah. you. Yeah, you heard her. She's like, they're super messy. <gasps> so, but then just staring at you for no reason. I'm like, can I help you? Like, I don't think she's ever seen a black. She must have not That's ever seen a black was. person ever in her life it It had to be that because i you know it came to a point like i'm from vegas and you know me i'm I'm nice but also it's like why are you looking at me like can i help you yes you know (laughs) what's good so mm, trying not to be hood but it was just awkward and you know just you you met people who you try to talk to that are awkward Mm -hmm. and you know well when you're not a socially awkward person like it it you I'm not going to say it makes it awkward when you have to deal with somebody who's socially awkward because you already, you're an extrovert. So, so having to interact with different people is what we do as extroverts. But at the same time, but I've met a lot it's of people very difficult. Yeah. I mean, well, it's difficult where, when you're trying to be, you know, amiable and you're trying to, you know, draw them in and they're just super weird. Yeah. It just, it, I, like, I, I just wish I could find the appropriate words to explain. So, anyways, I was trying to avoid that similar experience. Right. So, I was like, bet, oh, this girl's cool. Let me, like, choose to room with her. So she And was this a, is a girl that you met while you were still on yeah, the Yeah, for orientation, um, a girl of color as well. Um, and they had a program called TLC, where the learning community, where it's, like, all the black community. So, you could go there three weeks ahead. They'll already set you up. So kind of like just like to have like a black community within the BSU, uh, but for freshmen. And then they kind of help you set you up for opportunities and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. I didn't really know of that because I thought I was going to USC, but then I finally chose LMU. Mm -hmm. Um, But the low point came where um, it was just like a lot of jealousy that I was experiencing. And it started to cause her as a roommate to do like things like um, there was a time when I came back, she opened my fridge, all my food like spoiled, spoiled yeah. um there's times like where she would come late at night and like slam the door um and people would say like is everything was okay? she racist she wasn't racist no, she this was black. so her so oh. the new roommate oh, the she new was ro- black oh, okay and so, then yeah. yeah so the whole reason that she wanted a black roommate was because you of the experience yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah with the with the white girl at you know and like little things like why are you like studying why are you staying up late and like she kind of she was like one of the person where it's like her mom was like very controlling and then finally she got to college and she was free and i wasn't like buck wild in my freshman year i would go out to a few parties but like never really like smoked weed my freshman year and never really i wasn't getting with every single guy that you know i met right but she was like oh i can't wait till you're corrupted i can't wait till this this and that what? I'm like, why and like there's times like where i'd be studying she's like why are you reading your books i'm like be the f like because i'm the in hell school we're here for you know what i mean <laughs> but like just little things like that and then it started to manifest to where she would like personally sabotage oh why are you getting dressed for class why are you doing this and then Next minute, my food's spoiling. Next minute, like, just even earrings, one pair would be gone. Next minute, and then she would talk to the other black community, like, oh, Jessica's, like, the worst. She thinks she's better than everybody else. And and then and then from there, like, they were like, and who is this B? Just because she thinks, like, and, like, you know, there's, like, a dichotomy between, like, there's a black community, and then also if you're, like, African, they already kind of have some kind of perception like oh she thinks just because like her family's like you know so i don't even know where all this and you know you know my heart so i obviously took that very hard right you know what i mean thinking that like wow the only people that i thought i could come here and connect with are the same people who are rejecting me sabotaging me every time like i go to sit for lunch all of a sudden you guys all get up at the same time wow that's like high school stuff yeah wow so then you know it kind of like that kind of set a bad precedent to where it's like um finally she ended up moving out um because she was like oh um she was just reporting me but everything that she reported me for they're like i'm sorry that's preference you can't help that jessica counts her calories you can't help that like she goes to class you can't help this so if you want to move out what the hell you know what i mean and there's times she's like it's not like i poisoned your water i'm like bet Thank God I didn't. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So there's like, things like that. Like, you know what I mean? But like, that's how I know my God is good because there was a time I had a whole smart water and at school there was like $5 because they think they're Disneyland or whatever. And I had a feeling just throw it away. 
And I just threw it away. And I was like, why should I throw that away? And then next minute, she was like, oh, it's not like I would poison your water. Like, I don't know why you feel this kind of way around me. And I was like, when she said that, I was like, wow. Look at God. That's so anyways, it was just too much. So then, so then even though it's like a predominantly white school, I ended up meeting more friends that were white like that's like that's just ended what ended up happening happening to me it wasn't until my junior and senior year that some of like the black girls who actually got to know me they're like wait just was cool like what's what was the whole problem about so mm-hmm. most of my friends were like black guy friends mm-hmm. or just like everybody else and then in terms of like the black girls some of them came around much later mm-hmm. but they had this negative perception because you they would see so and so crying like just because so mean da, 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 da. Wow. so that was like a hard okay, that's not all, what I she said. sounds like a sociopath like she yeah. sounds <laughs> super jealous yeah. crazy yeah, that's yeah. Crazy. yeah. man okay oh I can't, I don't even think I could follow that. Like that just uh that's fucked up. Um <laughs> high points, low points uh of my PWI experience. Um it's crazy because we had been talking earlier, but like Temple to me never felt necessarily like it was a PWI, even though there were white people everywhere. Um our the black community at Temple was like you you saw us. Like we were right. always there. Um, so I never would have thought that we were just 13% of the population, but we were, um, high points, I think, uh, just came from all of the people that I met, like my relationships, um, that I, you know, and, and that's my big thing is connections. So I would, I was always connecting with people, um, and uh, so I can't really say that there's one specific, um, but my my high points are making the memories of having friends right. or building friendships um, there. I was lucky to have um, my squad with me when I came to Temple. Like we all applied to a bunch of different schools and then we didn't t- tell each other where we were going. We got onto a uh, uh, a call, you know, three-way call. So it was like, I'm going to call Ari and I'm going to call Laureen and then Laureen's going to call uh, Malia right. and then so-and-so's going to call. Like, it, it it was like nine or ten of us on this phone call. <laughs> wow. You know, you know, back in the day yeah, where it was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, you got to call yeah. so-and-so, you know, so that real ultimate conference call. <laughs> um, and then it was like, okay, so where are you going? And then it was... I said, I'm going to Temple. Ariana was like, I'm going to Temple. Laurie said, I'm going to Temple. Like, so legit, it was me, Ari, uh, and Laureen, uh, our friend Heather, um, that all ended up at Temple. And then the next year, our friend Shannon, um, Gia, Natalie ended up at Temple. So, and and then we also ended up on the same floor in the same oh, that's building. Dope. Oh that's God, dope. Yes. So it was that's really, wild. it was amazing. Um, so that, that definitely was a, a high point for me, just having them there and did not having study, to worry actually? about. I mean, we did, we did. Yo. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like my second semester, my freshman year, I definitely got probation. Oh, they, were wow. like, they were like, uh, you're an academic probation. I was like, fuck, I got to get this together because, you know, I got money coming. I can't fuck with it. So let me get my shit together. So, um, so uh, definitely high point having my squad there and not having to like start fresh. Um, um, low point. Sophomore year. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Sophomore year, I had a roommate. I had a, a white roommate. Um, and uh, she was... She lived, like, abroad. She went to Ireland, I want to say. And she came back. And all of a sudden, you know how people, like, when they spend time someplace else, all of a sudden develop an accent. Oh! Right. So all of a sudden, she came back and she had, like, an Irish accent. <laughs> and I was just like, so where are you from? And she was like, oh, from, like, I know, or something like that. I'd be like, why the hell did she talk like this? She was like, oh, I spent this time abroad. I was like, oh, how long were you there? Oh, just like a couple months. I'm like, why the fuck is she talking like she's straight from there? But all right. Um, so that was my um, my first semester, my sophomore year. And so we literally, she was a nice girl, but she was in a dorm suite with three other, like three black women. and it was her and so there were things that we were doing like getting ready to go out and party and stuff like that and she would just be like you know oh can you guys keep it down like one it's a cultural thing and two 
you don't go out. So obviously us being up and about is going to cause issues. So whatever. So fast forward, she ended up leaving um, and going, you know, moving out. And then I had another roommate who came in and she was an Asian girl. And um, (laughs) um, and she was one of those people who is not black, but is is cool with like being around like a bunch of black people like you know she might have grown up around them i don't know you know but she was real cool now usually i'm very good at reading people and so if i get any funny vibes i'm like i'm good like i could i could fuck with you but like i will not she was very good at whatever it was that she was because she ended up insinuating herself into our group and uh, my homegirl Kim and I decided that when we our junior year we were gonna live together. So dumbasses that we are, we gave her the the rent money to go ahead and put the deposit down on the place. Oh god! And oh. apparently something happened. the The guy had decided that he wasn't gonna rent to us, and so he sent the money back. But because she'd written the check, he sent all the money back to her. And this bitch ain't never give us back our money to this day. Hey, yo, hey. we legit like I have friends who would be like, yo, Michelle's her? on campus. You need to come now. I remember this shit clear as day. I was living. Kim and I ended up living in this dope ass um, apartment on Spring Garden. And I remember driving Kim's Jeep and she was like, somebody called my homegirl Megan called me. She was like, hey, yo, um, I'm standing at the sack right now, which was the student uh, activity center. Yeah. Sending a sack right now, y'all, and I'm looking dead ass at Michelle right now. I was like, y'all, I'll be right there. I whipped that shit like <laughs> down Broad Street. <laughs> like I was <laughs> fucking indie driving right. just to catch this bitch. Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I've been meaning to get to you. You know, I, I got it. I'm like, you need to hop in this whip right now and we going to the ATM. Yeah. And so right you, go, you can run me my money right now. Oh, well, took off. I was like, are you kidding she me right now? Wait, she like she she dipped out. Oh, she was in her car she, or was she no, running? She was walking. I was and in the car. And you couldn't chase her? Be and then her friend, um, Lorene ended up seeing her friend at um at Cherry Hill Mall and this bitch ran from her. Hmm. Yeah. Like, so she's just gonna stay running all her life? I mean I hope you have a, a no. college reunion. All all I had to say is you know, you give what you get. So my only hope and and uh, comfort in this is that at some point she has either gotten shit taken from her or is gonna have shit Y'all taken from her. It probably will happen anyway. Find oh, her, absolutely. Find her on Facebook and like send her uh, and serve her. <laughs> get her served. Yo, we were trying to do that shit. Oh, like, we tried to get her rest. served at uh at uh Cash out. Hey, at her some. her parents' place. Yo, right. But like, so that was my low point of you know being in a situation where I thought that I trusted somebody yeah. uh, and they just they just shitted on us. So, um, I mean, it was a good thing because we ended up in this bomb ass apartment, but it was also six hundred plus dollars. She got to get touched up. Yeah. Like, I mean, and, and you in college at that point, that's, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That's like a thousand double cheeseburgers from McDonald's. <laughs> like, you know how much ramen you could give for that shit? Right. <laughs> so it, it, that was, that was a low point um, for me. But again, you know, that's, that's what it was. And that was just dealing with the fact that you got matched up with whoever um, in, yeah. in the, in the whole lottery of of yeah. roommates um i got one more low point though yeah you don't mind yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's kind of it's kind of like germane i think to hbcus more than um state schools mm-hmm. did you guys have co-ed dorms like freshman year and, and so yes yeah we yeah. did okay so we didn't okay and that's part of my low point mm. because okay. i was dating a girl that i was in love with you know young 17 stupid and <laughs> not the one that you got pregnant no, or, or almost got almost pregnant, pregnant almost pregnant <laughs> Thank yeah. God. So, I was dating this girl. Uh-huh. Shall remain nameless. We still cool on social media. Uh-huh. So, um, I used to sneak in her dorm, the, um, the annex. Right? <laughs> so, like, I would sneak in because, like, visitation ended at, like, 10. Oh, okay. So, like, you know, I was on some straight ninja, like, a <laughs> guy were, like, climbing over. Like, I'm, trying, oh, I'm trying to get to I'm in love. Like, oh, I'm in love, right? So, I did it for, like, a whole semester. Like, never got caught. serious? And, like, every time I left, I had to literally run down the hall. I would hear girls, like, leaving for school. So, I had to, like, literally sprint down the hall, like, Usain Bolt, to get out the door before they came in. That side door, right by the street. Wow. And one time, I was uh, leaving at night, and they, 
they didn't start cameras. I didn't know it. Uh, so I tried to get down the stairwell, and the, the, um, the security lady tried to grab me, and I like Heisman pushed her, like get off me, oh right? My gosh. So she calling the cops, cameras, police. I'm like fuck, like so I'm literally running across campus, like running. I run into this neighborhood, and I was wearing some Jordans. I was wearing like all Nikes and some Jordans, and these DC dudes tried to take my shoes. So I had to run back to the campus. Yo, that was the worst. Yo, they tried to rob me, like. <laughs> so first of all, you almost got got by the security lady in the dorm that you wasn't supposed to be in, yeah. and then you almost got got for your shoes. Shoes. Oh, I was like, God is telling me a sign right now. Yeah. So then I ran back to campus, ran straight into the campus police, like literally, like ran into the car almost, got, uh, got arrested. Uh, oh. And they arrested Bro, you? threw me in the back of the car like I was a criminal. I'm mad as hell. Like it was cutting my wrist. The, um, the uh, yeah, it was. Cut. I was like, bro, like loosen it a little bit. Big black dude, like huge, like. Oh. Rick Ross, but like six nine, like big. Like, he was like, like wall, bro. I was like, yo. Did you tell him yo. you just in love? That's it. I, I just said like, so look, I took off my do rag, like I tried to change my shirt. She was like, no, nah, it was him. I know it was him. I changed my whole outfit. She still called me up because <laughs> he was like, is this him? And I was like, I changed everything, like threw everything in the book bag. Try to like, so then I go to my dorm. I get a call from like some faculty member. I had to write a letter to Swagger to the president, apologize. Damn. I was like, I'm fucking up. <laughs> I gotta do better. That's one of my other little boys. Yo, that that shit is funny. I'm sorry. Like I'm fucking up. Even yeah, nah, we didn't have that problem. We that, that's a that's a black college thing. Like it's stage, a, the, yeah, the like, separate yeah, dorms. Y'all, y'all just have COVID, like young. You know what? I think so too. Because my sister went to Grambling, and that was I, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that's the yeah. same thing. Like we, I think what it was was like they had wings, so it's like still like the same building, but right. like girls might be on one wing, okay. guys might be on the other. My freshman year, it was just all girls on the top uh, two floors, mm-hmm. and then guys on the bottom. But mm-hmm. we're like the fret, like where it was lit, like with the freshmen. They, um, it was mostly a mix. It's just. Um, just separated by wings, but like you could literally just walk past. Yeah, so ours, it wasn't really limiting. Yeah, ours was floors, so we had like fifteen floors in J and H. Johnson Howard. Shout out to J six chicks. Boop, boop. Uh, all right. Um, but like, cause my roommate, my freshman year roommate. Shout out to Tia. Love <laughs> you, Remy. Um, her husband lived on well, boyfriend at the time. Um, he lived on the twelfth floor, and so he would be down in our room like all the time. Okay. So, like, it wasn't even a thing where it was just like, oh, he can't be down here. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it was we had, we had dudes in our rooms all the time. Though I will say, Rude, if if somebody knew that you had a dude in your room, they'd be banging on, like, be running up, banging on the door and running. Yeah. Like, so if you was doing anything, like, you want to mess the mood up. Sock on the doorknob. That's yeah, no. Doing. And even then, you yeah. that's how they knew, too. Because like, if some people oh, are so. nosy and don't want you to live your best life, exactly. and I'm like, mm, what I'm living my there? best life. That song yeah. is so funny. That I didn't even realize it was a whole song. Yeah, it's a real song. And uh, the other day, I happened to I found out about it. find it on uh, Apple Music. And when I tell you that I was in tears. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a hood song, but it's so funny. <laughs> Lil Duval is amazing. And, you know, sometimes he says trash things, but that right there was golden. So yeah. I'll, I'll give him that. So in the fact that we were just talking about, you know, the difference between the living situations yeah. at the HBCU versus the PWI. Yeah. What are other benefits or setbacks of going to a predominantly white institution or just going straight to a HBCU? I, I, I got some quick stuff. I can go off the top oh, right go, go ahead. So go off the dome. So I would I would visit, visit University of Maryland a lot. Like, I have friends over there. So I would go to their campus and I would just be like, we don't have that. We don't have that. We don't have that. We don't have that. Y'all got that? Got it. Like, damn. Got it. What what am I doing with my life? Like Got it. So right. I, I used to go to Maryland University, University mm-hmm. of Maryland, I mean University of Maryland, I used to go to Georgetown mm-hmm. and visit. I'm like, yo, we don't have these things. Damn. And um so going to Howard, like freshman year, mm-hmm. I literally stood in the A building for two weeks trying to get registered. Like they lost my transcripts. Oh, my mom like I was like, God. why are y'all so unorganized, man? Like mm-hmm. literally, no. It was like a line like outside, like it was like giving out free bread like during the Holocaust. Like, yo, why? Oh my God. <laughs> we I didn't go to class for two weeks. Are you serious? I had to I had to fight for the eight building every day, like straight up. It was a lot of us. That's too much. And I'm just like, yo, I did everything y'all said. I sent it months ago. Why don't you have this? Wow. Fax it again. I just did. Why don't you have it? Like yes. it was bad. And then we still had the paper system. It wasn't really full of digital oh, yet. See. So it was kinda like override slips and it was hood and it was 
We had to call oh, in our class. Oh, oh, oh my god. god. Yeah. We had to call in our class over the phone. Stephen felt that in his soul. The devil is a liar. Yo, we had to call in our classes like over the phone to like register. Are you kidding me? No, I'm serious. It's like you got you got this phone. It was like you walk into this room. It's a bunch of old like almost rotary style phones. That's the way it felt, but it was like the old phones. Oh my gosh! And you got to like put these numbers in and like get the class. And just for just for clarification for my listeners, y'all, Scooter and I went. We started school at the same time. So we yeah. both went to school because yeah. this this sounds like archaic. archaic. That's what I'm saying. Ancient. Like, and I lived in Drew Hall, fifth floor, uh, represent you, you too. I did. Okay, there we go. So I was in Drew Hall at the end. We didn't have air conditioner. I used to shower eight times a day. I'm like, God, turn off the heat, please, God. It's so hot. Like Drew Hall made me like psycho. Like they had these putrid oh green gosh. walls. It was like these green, like ugly walls. I'm like, I'm getting depressed in here. Like it was like, it was like it was mentally like messing with me on purpose, like testing me or something. So oh my God. the A building administration. Um, I heard it's better now. Well, that scandal they had. Remember that guy? Yes, the guy took all that money, doing the photo shoots and having furs and Gucci slippers and shit. He took a lot of money. (laughs) Um, But I heard it's better now. But the administration and registering for classes and just taking care of you, like the back end stuff, Mm. they didn't do well. Howard, that's that was like the it's one of the differences that I noticed. Yeah. Well, again, my sister went to Grambling, and everything that you just said literally verbatim like would always be an issue that i'll be on the phone with her about like having to register for classes having like money that they were supposed to be getting all of a sudden lost um you know uh transfer you know having having like paper the paper system instead of actually being like in a digital and she went to school after i did so archaic you know so i'm we started it what 2001 and and by then like Computer system, hello. That's that's how I actually applied to Temple. Yeah, we had was online computers in high school. So right? like it, it just. I mean, it's not like that far removed that you know the whole computer system, but like just the fact that y'all did not have the luxury of that Man. is ridiculous to me. And mine was the exact opposite. Yeah. I think it's gonna say like that. the yep. exact opposite. We didn't have to worry. Like we had air conditioning in some of the <sighs> so dorms. Well, we didn't have. We didn't have. Johnson and Harwick did not have air conditioning. We but had also, we didn't really need it. Well, I mean, we, I mean, Phil, it's Philly, so, but Keep like, it's rubbing it in it some more. Yeah. I'm I mean, LA, right? I was about to say, LMU was on the west side, so you definitely seat. have like the west side breeze coming from the beach and yeah. whatnot, so you right. have that. I mean, like, I mean, and at Temple, like, we, I, we lived on the sixth floor, so we had to like open the door okay. and then open the window to get some type of cross breeze. Yeah. I mean, but you're not leaving your door open at night, so you just have to sweat it out or get a fan. Shower, shower, so, shower. But like, yeah. So the I feel like the PWIs definitely have it up on the HBCUs in that oh, capacity, sure. I, yeah. that that we are dealing with um, more of the luxuries than y'all dealt with or are are dealing with. Um, and I think that also has to just do with finances, it is. like how things are managed at a HBCU versus a PWI and the alumni system and who's giving money, money and yeah. stay giving the money. We had so right. many donors. Just everybody right. gave to our school because I think that's why they also targeted very like wealthy kids. Um, right. like, Give it toward to this person. Oh, this is person is important because they know once they send their son or daughter to that school, that's at least a few million coming in mm, yeah. on mm, a yearly basis. Right. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is. It's crazy. It was very You're stressful. already trying to like just live your life, go to school, get your education. I'm like, I left, to, like, I left Flint to, to come back to Flint. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I just left. Like, <laughs> oh my God. So, uh, so understanding that and just, uh, uh, you know, dealing with the fact that administration, AC, you know, shit being just archaic and 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 whatnot at the HBCUs, and us having a totally different experience mm-hmm. with having things kind of the luxury of having the PWI. If you had to have elements of an HBCU at a PWI or have um, elements of a uh, PWI at a HBCU, what do you think those things would be and why? You wanna go? Um, sure. Well, I didn't go to HBCU, so I don't no, know no, no. what I'm missing. Right. But but like to see like what I would want at a PWI. Um, because to be honest, my university, uh, regardless of however people might have acted, was great. The mm-hmm. only thing that would have been nice to have is like more cultural, right. like events, like right. stuff that you can do like with your culture that like support. Because when you see 
did you guys have like i mean because i know at temple we had a lot of uh the divine nine like just greek we only had two so yeah our greek life was very limited because we didn't have our college experience was different we didn't really have like a football team we had basketball but you know Let's let that go. They make a little run in the tournament. They make a little run a little here. They they they, they're present. You know they make their attendance. What's your mascot? Um, a lion. A lion. Okay. Yeah. So ours wasn't because we didn't have like Greek housing. Mm -hmm. The Greek life wasn't as big. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we only had uh, I think like two, uh black greek so we had the deltas Mm -hmm. and then we had aka's Mm -hmm. and then for the guys um, what did we have for the guys? I can't remember their names, but like they did a lot of stuff in conjunction with UCLA. Mm. So that was pretty much it. So for Greek life, there was a few black girls in like the, you know, the white Greek system. But mm. other than that, everybody else, you just pledge either Delta or AKA, which didn't even come until the end of like my freshman year. Oh, so wow. it was very like limited in terms of that. Right. So yeah, they had some uh, functions, but it wasn't really, su- I don't know, the funding wasn't as th- there as much as the other like Greek systems. Where you could didn't I mean I mean I know at UCLA mm-hmm. um, at least in Westwood like mm-hmm. I see Greek houses yes. like I see right. the houses yeah. Yeah. right yeah. Yeah. right Bigs. so that's why a lot of LMU uh-huh. did a lot of stuff because my brother was in Greek I mean my godbrother was in Greek housing uh-huh. in UCLA that's where he went so okay. we did a lot of I would always see was it a black organization or a white organization um I believe it was a black it was okay. a black Greek uh, system so um, I would always see him with a lot of like our LMU brothers, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you guys do a lot of stuff in conjunction with each other because there's no home, really, uh, for us. So and then for, like, the basic, I don't want to call it, like, the white Greek system, but, like, that's how I saw it because it was, like, either all black or, like, you know, the other, you know, right. other. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, where they had, like, lip sync contests. They had, like, all these, like, things within the system uh-huh. um, that was there, but... You never had that, ex- well... Well, I mean, I feel like you know they they participated in it but Mm -hmm. it's like there's some that are more established that have been there longer Mm -hmm. lmu to be honest like it was mostly white until what maybe like 1980s or so okay yeah if you look at all like the yearbooks you're like oh 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 Oh. (laughs) (laughs) flash of color where is everybody no peppers on site okay all right you know, when when it when there's a newer Greek system, it's yeah. not as like established, so that they don't have the same mm-hmm. kind of funding. I wish I could right. better articulate what. No, I mean it just it seems to me that like just the cultural uh, benefits of having more Black people around would be to have more cultural events. Right. So you know, having we had Spring Fling like that happened every year, and it had vendors come out. We had radio stations there, like it was it was lit like right. we had a great time but it was also because we're in the middle of fucking north philly like there like you have this pwy quote unquote in the middle of the hood now if you go there it's completely different apparently i haven't been to yeah gentrification is real um so uh now i believe like there's stuff in movie theaters and like you know high rise like it just i mean and everything has ac now and like (laughs) you know so like everything is different as you go along the years i mean that's what happens is you know things grow and whatnot but but i at least at temple to me it did not i i knew the white people were there um, but because of the fact that the black population there was so um, vibrant, if you will, um, I never f- necessarily felt like we were out of place. Right. Um, so, I, you know, I stuck. We went to the black parties. We went. I mean, McGonagall Hall, she them parties going down, you know. Yeah. So even and even the house parties like it just. I never, ever thought that we were necessarily out of place. Right. So I don't know for me at Temple that I would have necessarily wanted anything different or wanted the elements of an HBCU at my school because I felt that we already got that experience. It wasn't until, like, after I met my husband and y'all started talking about, like, the HBC, like, the things that you guys experienced that I was just like, oh, it it is different. Like... 
oh, okay. Like I, I, I didn't really have, and even like, if I'm, if I'm really being completely honest, I don't think I really understood what HBCU was when I was making my selection for college. No one really explained to me uh, that there were historically black colleges versus like the other colleges. And even with that knowledge, to be honest, until you actually go and have that experience, you don't know. Yeah. And like, I don't know what I'm missing. Cause I didn't go there despite of like, you know, like the right. cultural difference. And in terms of LMU, I never necessarily felt out of place just because I don't know if LA is just a more like you know you just was well, liberal vibrant progressive correct yeah so I never I never felt like oh it's us against them mm-hmm. we were just like all going to school but then it would be nice to like it was once you started to have those cultural events those BSU events you're like wow it feels nice to be with you know with your with people your, yeah yeah so what are you what are you thinking? Are there elements well, of it? You already know what it is. <laughs> AC money. We need some money. Digitalizing the system we and not need actually an infrastructure overhaul. When I went back to Howard for homecoming a couple years ago, mm-hmm. it looked like it looked like they're it looks like they're they have a new libraries, new dorms. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like they're starting to get it together. Mm-hmm. Um, everything looks modern now. Yeah, like the school to see. I think it was an old hospital. Mm-hmm. And the school it was like ghosts. That's why I class like. Just for clarification for the listeners, what is the school of C? School of communication. Okay. And it was like an old psych ward. I used to be like, yo, I think it's ghosts in here. Like it was creepy. <laughs> oh, no. yeah, seriously, <laughs> see, he knows who's there in the same rooms. Like no, like straight up. Seems like yes. So if we could just get some more, um, some more state funding. I mean, money from anybody, donors, whatever. Anybody. Just help us. Damn. Um, Do you think that? I mean, I'm about to get deep on y'all real quick. Um, but do you think that in this day and age with just the climate that we live in culturally, do you think that the HBCU is more important than it has been previously? Or do you think that it is kind of heading towards the end of the HBCU experience? That's a great question. I just watched a documentary on Vice, I think, about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And it was a, it was a white kid that wanted to go to an HBCU mm-hmm. to experience black people. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the black kids didn't want him there because they wanted this at somebody else's spot you taken. And you just hear being a culture watcher, you don't really mean it. So they, he had it hard, but he finally won him over. Like, no, nah, I genuinely want to learn about, like, yeah. so um, black people at HBCUs don't really want integration sometimes because they feel like it'll become mm-hmm. a white school and we'll lose like what we have so mm-hmm. because we weren't allowed to go to school for a long time right you know what i mean so we, we want that's like, why they, 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 they fight for their space, place. So, right yeah um and like even though like howard had those infrastructure problems and things like that shit made me stronger yo yeah like going through mm-hmm. that even though it was hard to get in class and you got to juggle like standing in line making it to this project like it made me just better mm-hmm. you know to deal with things so it worked out well, I, I will definitely say, again, being at Temple, I feel like it was probably the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Like, just the little cocoon that we had or the bubble that we had with the Black students. And then also having them the benefits of the white money. That's what I was saying. Like- <laughs> so, it just, I mean, it would be great if all HBCUs had that. I know a lot of, there, there are even schools right now that, you know, might be losing accreditation. And oh I would hate being at a school where I'm halfway through and they be? lose accreditation. It, like, 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 literally, I'm not even playing. When I was, like, at Howard, like, sophomore year, I went to Atlanta to visit Clark. Um, spelling like the, the A, I think it's called the AUC. Mm-hmm. I think it's called that. Yeah. And Morris Brown. And I went in those dorms and I was just like, this is not America, like, this show dorm, yo, it was like, it was like prison. It was like, they had stacked little rooms. Like the room was like this big, wow. like just a slit. And I was like, this is not real. Like this is a real school. Like for real. I thought we had it bad. Okay. I was like, Lord, let me stop complaining. Cause these, mo- <laughs> <laughs> it looked like, it looked like a plan. It, it was bad, man. It was wow. bad. So a lot of HBCUs, I mean, Howard's the best HBCU. I mean, I'm biased, but I think it is. Um, but Hampton is dope though. I'm not even gonna lie. Don't like, let anybody hear you say that. No, no, I'm not. I, I mean, I hate them. <laughs> I, like, I've, heard, I've heard so much going on between oh, yeah. you guys being like the real HU. Well, we are real HU because they was Hampton, Insta- Hampton Institute, I believe, or, or Hampton Tech or something. They was something else, and okay. they switched to the U trying to be like us. Well, we the real HU. Uh, hey, hey, look, I'm not arguing anything because but their, their, simple, their so. campus is, they have a nice campus. I'm not even gonna figure it's to go down there. It's, so, what do they need to get more funding? Because Maybe this is kind of enlightening to me. When I think of like how to my guests, like that's a place that people would want to go. But then to hear that, like I don't. Well, now it's getting better. It's better. It's way better. But like now. to hear that, like that was even a thing. It's like, well, 
It's a discouraging. You know? Yeah. It's discouraging. You know, it's it's kind of like hearing from me. Well, I don't want to equate it to Harvard, but like, you know, Harvard for black people, like, yes, like that's a school that you want to go to. How come it's not in the state and in a, yeah. yeah, the state that it should be for for people yeah. to encourage um, to just encourage uh, attendance for right. people to want to actually go there and be happy to experience and share with their future children like no you should keep it in the family go to Howard I loved it okay you know, see so. so for me sorry not to interrupt but for me my experience at Howard like yes it would have been nice to have <laughs> um, you know the administration be running a lot more smoothly or you know whether it was getting registered for classes or making sure folks got their financial aid, getting your scholarship straightened together. Like, it, there were so many things, I think, logistically that were frustrating as students. But I think for me, what made up for it was the experience that I had and my black identity, the black experience, black history, all of it being woven into not just social aspects like, you know, parties and stuff, um, but really having it woven into every class and event that we had on campus. Um, you know, I, I, I went to a really, uh, you know, super liberal white high school and everything was private school and, you know, real open and talking about all that stuff. But it was not, at Howard, being black was never like the elephant in the room or just, you know, this thing we needed to talk about to promote diversity. Um, it was it was family. It was who we, we are, who we were, who we will be. And so it was looked upon with reverence. Um, there was such a great respect for our people and our traditions, um, you know, throughout the diaspora from, from the continent on. And so I think that was one of my favorite things about Howard was that it wasn't just like a, a, a school that's just, oh, we just had a lot of black people. I feel like I met some of the most diverse people of my entire life on that campus. Um, and I went to a PWI for grad school, um, and the vibe was different. That's a whole, <laughs> that's a whole, another discussion. The, the the grad school versus undergrad thing. But I think, you know, your formative years as a young person in college. I'm so glad I had them at Howard because I felt like it was it was, um, and you know, it was a black enrichment program. You know, you, you know, you were challenged academically, but at the same time, there was a a reverence and respect for our collective black identity and the many shapes and forms and manifestations that that takes. So for me, my, my experience was just so fulfilling and, you know, getting to go to a school that supported and appreciate, you know, black folk, you know, black folk in the arts, black folk in sciences, writers, artists, tastemakers, innovators, inventors, engineers, doctors, lawyers. Um, you know, it, it really was a breeding ground for black excellence, however that takes shape. And I, you know, I just, I, I mean, I love my time at Howard. I, I really did. Yeah, I, I mean, it was like pros and cons. Like, I, I remember freshman year, I was in class and homecoming. I didn't know about Howard homecoming, but mm. our homecomings are like listed in rap, rap songs and quoted rap, because like our homecomings be lit. Yeah. I'm in class, I look down, I was like, they go DMX, I'm like, teaser. I gotta like, go. I gotta go, bro. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, man. Like, DMX is outside right now. We all just did. Like, we out. They go DMX. My dogs. We bounce. We bounce, so. I love the fact that we were able to have a a good conversation about PWIs versus HBCUs and vice versa, just because um, a lot of the times... Uh, I feel like the conversation is like, well, you don't know what you talk about. And well, clearly we don't because, don't, yeah. because if I went here, I'm not going to know what HBCU exactly. is. And if you went to HBCU, you're not going to know what the PWI uh, issues are. Um, but I think it's, it's a good start to a conversation. Um, and it's good to kind of understand our experiences in order to deal with, you know, who we are and how we've been developed and, uh, and honed. Uh, from our university experiences. I think wherever you decide to go to school, go to school. It Aside from just the educational aspect and, and then the fact that you are, you know, sometimes you end up in debt. Um, <clears throat> um, <laughs> I think a lot of, of who I became was formed from my experiences at school. So regardless of whether or not you want to go to HBCU or PWI, young people, um, go somewhere. Um, it, it's not only the education, but it's also, um, you know, you develop and you become who you are in the experiences that you have at university. Um, so 
So there's that. Um, thank you both so much for your time and your energy. Um, and before we go, thanks for the invite. I appreciate it. Of course. Yeah. Uh, you try, we try. Um, so before we go, every episode, I always ask uh, my guest, what is your tribe power? And your tribe power is what do you bring to the tribe that makes it bigger, badder, stronger, more amazing? Every episode, I say that my power is connection. I always love bringing people together and having their relationships build outside of the spaces that I create. Right. Um, so I want to know what you guys will say your tribe power is. Um, I think that my tribe power, or I know that my tribe power is uh, positivity and encouragement. Mm -hmm. I always like to give a better perspective. I know life gets tough, but like to just give a positive um, perspective in there and then just encourage people. I, yeah. I think people perform best and they are their best selves when they're happy, when they're seeing things correctly, no matter what they're going through. So that's what I bring. Yay. And I feel it every time I see you. Thank you. Um, my tribe power is very similar to hers. Like, I'm always just positive and motivating. Like, I just keep going, like 100. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not stopping. I made it from Flint. Right. Came from a single parent. My daddy was a crackhead. Like, I just, like, I don't care. No excuses. I just kept fighting. Like, me and your husband, man, Serrano, we had, like, dark days in D.C., Lord. But we just kept grinding and kept fighting we made it to california we just kept pushing so i try to just encourage young people especially like dude i came from like a bad situation and i made it pretty decent like you definitely could do it too so mm -hmm. that's dope yeah that's dope yay well thank you both again for joining me um with uh the tribe talks uh if people want to get in contact with you um i'm gonna make sure that i put uh their handles uh in the uh the bio area um do you want to share your yeah my handle? twitter uh, my tweet i don't really use instagram a lot and facebook is personal so um, <laughs> the real scooter three at Twitter. If anybody want to follow me and check out what I post, appreciate it. Dope, dope. Um, and then what I will do is, if you guys do not already have this information, I'm letting you know right now. Make sure you follow the Tribe Talks at the Tribe Talks on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, and if you have anything you'd like to share with us, uh, any tribe talents, uh, or just anything in general, email us at the tribe talks at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you and that is it. Thank you guys again. And we'll see y'all next week. Peace.